I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Resource Real Talk about real estate. I'm Gabe Pruitt. And I'm Jay Pitts. And Jay, we've been we've been a little bit heavy-handed in our last few episodes. We've we we talked about this a little bit before we we came to record today, and a lot of our episodes have been uh, a little harder and a little harsher than we've been in the past. So we thought we would change it up a little bit today, go a little bit lighter, and talk to one of our good friends from here in our local market. Uh, Jay, what are we talking about today? Well, it it's it, you're right. You're absolutely right. Number one, we have been a little heavy. Um, you know, anyone that knows me knows I'm not not short on opinions. <laughs> Um, and, and we've gotten a lot of feedback. So, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not hating on it. Like I, I love the interaction that we've gotten from the recent episodes and, you know, industry trends and brokerage trends and things like that. I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy the discourse that goes along with that, whether, right. even if it's, even if it's, you know, a dissenting opinion, someone that doesn't agree with me, I, I'd like a good spirited, respectful argument, right? Yeah. Definitely. Um, but today, today, like you said, we're going to go a little bit lighter um, we're going to go a little bit more positive. We're going to talk to someone who is a great friend of mine, um, someone who is homegrown here in Louisville, Kentucky. You know, for our our regional and national audience, you're going to get to hear someone else with a southern accent <laughs> um, as as a, <laughs> a an agent that I'm. I am uh, friends with from LA that was a first time listener on the podcast goes, Oh my gosh, Jay, your voice. <laughs> anyway, so you're going to get to hear from Tracy French today. And I know you know, Gabe, who Tracy French is, but, and, and, and I, I really hate this term, but I'm going to use it because she is it, but she is a rock star. Like, you know, that term gets thrown around and whatever amongst agents. And honestly, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me anyway, the reference. But Tracy literally set this market on fire going on four or five years ago, new new to the business and has ascended um, to heights in terms of production. But not only that, she's just a really damn good realtor. Yeah, She takes care of her clients. They are ferocious in their support of her. She's like like 99.9% referral business. Um, she's got, and we're probably not going to get into it today because this is not a marketing episode, but um, she has the most ardent and supportive organic social media following I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... She puts something out there and it's like tag, 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 tag. She got like 30 leads of like people tagging their friends. Hey, you need to talk to this is my girl. She's great. She's this, she's that. And it's all true. Okay. But she does it all in a different way. She does it by herself. Yeah. Yeah. Like a hundred plus transactions a year with no help. I mean, she's got an assistant, I think, but, but even but, so, but I mean, even we're talking so, about the production that teams do. Even so. so, she does more transactions, and she does more in the transaction. I mean, like her assistant ought to do a lot more. And, and I think her assistant's great. It's just like the volume's crazy. Yeah, a uh, hundred deals, lots of clients. Um, a mother of four, 
you know, uh, just just really, really special person. Well, like you said, I mean, this is someone that we've learned a lot from, and it's about time that some of our listeners that aren't here from our market got to pick her brain a little bit and learn some of the secrets that have made her so successful. So when we come back from the break, we're going to have Tracy French on the line to talk about how she does it. I mean, pretty that, much that's, that's what it's pretty simple. That's how what we want to know. How that's do what you we do know. it? How do you do it? We want our listeners to know just how you do it. There you go. Well, we'll be right back. And we're back, folks. As uh, promised before the break, we told you that we have a special, special treat for you today. Uh, a guest here at Resource Real Talk about real estate is Tracy French, a local realtor from my market here in Louisville with Red Edge Realty. Now, let me tell you just a little bit about Tracy. Tracy's been in the business since 2013. Okay, so just a little, I guess coming up on five years. In the last 12 months, or in 2017, I should say, she did 111 transactions for $22 million, Gabe. Now, knowing the average sales price in Louisville, that's that's a pretty serious amount of production. But you may be thinking that she's got like all these agents working for her. Yeah, she says what some small teams do. <laughs> no, absolutely. Tracy is a single agent, a single producing agent. Um, did all that by herself, and and it's even more impressive when you consider the fact that she did fifty million in production over the last three years, and in just five years in the business. But she did it all while being a mom to four kids. Yeah, you know? Tracy, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you being in. Thank you. Glad, glad to be here. So so okay. So I touched on it a little bit. Um, you know, four kids. You know, 16, 12, 10, and 6. And I suppose you do like to see your husband every once in a while. Right? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> just just yeah. a little bit. And I know Travis. So, you know, trust me, I I, uh, I know Travis, you know, likes to spend a little bit of time with you. I know he likes going to see his Patriots play and taking a trip to Vegas here and there. But um, I do suppose you do enjoy some time with him as well as the kids. But doing all that while 111 transactions by yourself, like, do you sleep? How do you do it? I do sleep, and it's so funny. I'm sorry if my phone blows up the, the whole time we're on here, but that's <laughs> what happens when you're <laughs> – it's ringing right now. Um, you know, I I feel like it, it's not easy, but I almost feel like over the years I've become used to the craziness, and it's just a way of life for me now. Um, in the beginning, it was really, really tough. Thankfully, Travis is a huge help. My mom is a huge help. Um but I've really learned to always make sure that my kids come first. Um, all of their things are always programmed into my phone. I schedule everything around it. I do sleep, um, but I would say I, I work harder than I've ever worked in my life. It is definitely not a piece of cake job. Um, but yeah, it's there were times when I first started when I was this busy that I can remember literally breaking down into tears in my bedroom um, for no apparent reason, just because I was so overwhelmed. Um, but I've gotten past that. Um, I've gotten better at managing all of the things that come at me day to day. Um, but yeah, it's great. Well, you know, I'm glad there's several things there that I, you touched on that really resonate with me. Um, I think I think every business person, every real estate professional that has any meaningful level of success, finds themselves in the midst of that that overwhelm 
kind of moment. And like, what do I do? Because you literally find yourself, you know, something that you want so badly to be successful at, at complete odds with the things that you want for yourself personally and the people that love you and care about you um, are the ones that really, really suffer the consequences, right? And Right. But, but at the same time, you've accepted this like serious responsibility for, for kind of curating a transaction and, a, and, a, and a, an experience for your clients, and you can't say no to them either. I mean, this is the absolute most important thing in their world. So I right. trust me, that really resonates with me. Um, you know, I I respect what I respect about you, Tracy. Is and I, you know, I didn't I didn't ask you on here to to just you know pat you on the back the whole time, though you certainly deserve it. One thing that I've respected about you that I've witnessed is that um, your own success has never gotten in the way of the service that you provide your clients, and just seeing the way that you take part and you celebrate your client's success has been an inspiration to me in the way that I do my, the way, the way that I conduct my business. So, um, well, thanks that, well, you're welcome. Um, that, that, that's really been, that's really been impactful for me, especially cause I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to deliver right. high level service at high frequency. So like I'm, I almost look and marvel and you know me like Tracy and I are, are good friends offline and um, you know, we talk quite a bit, but um, she, she, she knows me to be the kind of person that urges and encourages her to leverage, to, to grow, to support herself better. And you know, things like that, that through, through, mm-hmm. you know, adding people, it may not always be what Tracy wants and she certainly got her way of doing things. Um, but it, it's a struggle and, and I've always respected the high level of service that you've been able to deliver so as often as you, as you deliver it, it's been, it's been pretty crazy. Now here's what I, here's what I, I don't have context for. Okay. And, and you can help our, our listeners understand. And, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time on this podcast, Tracy, talking about industry trends and really like heavy stuff, right? Heavy stuff industry wise. What mm-hmm. I'd like to do today. And I think that you're uniquely capable of offering perspective on is let's talk about the personal aspects. I can't speak to what it's like to be successful in real estate and have four kids. Cause I don't have four kids. I have two mm-hmm. kids. Um, and I've only had two for about seven or eight months now. And Gabe doesn't have any kids. So <laughs> like help, right. our, help our listeners understand what it's like to balance the needs of your clients and the immediacy, right. That they require. And, the most important people in your world at the same time needing you. How, how does that work? Well, I think it goes back to, and again, I didn't, it, it took me a while to figure this out, but two key things that I have to remember to do always is, you know, all four of my kids are in sports activities all year round. So as soon as I get game schedules, um, Anything school-related, I program those activities or events in my phone calendar immediately. And I always that always prevents me from, you know, booking things during my children's time or things like that. So, and I never do. Like, I, I pride myself on that. And I've, I've said many times, all last year, um, I never missed one single event for my kids. Not one single base or softball game, one single basketball game. I was there for everything. 
Um, and it's because I make sure I pre-program that all in my phone. So there's, there's no way I can screw that up. And I've got agents that I don't have a team, but I have can reach out to other agents within our company and say, Hey, can you show something for me on this day so that I don't miss my kids activities? Um, but number two, whenever I am working with clients, I'm careful as to how I, you know, if, if I get someone who's calling and they want to see a house or they want me to come over for a listing appointment, I always be sure to tell them when I'm available. I never let them tell me, hey, I want to see this at 6 p.m. I always say, hey, I'm open on this day at this time and this time. Which one works better for you? That is helps me manage my own schedule and not let the client run it for me. Um, because it's really easy to do if you approach them and, hey, okay, when are you, when can you see the house? And you're letting them tell you, um, which makes it really hard to balance it out when you have as much going on as I do. That, um, hold on for one second, Tracy. That, that is, (laughs) it's so simple and yet so powerful. It's something as simple as changing your wording from when would you like to see that house to I have, three o'clock on Thursday available to show you that house, you know, or if that seems too rigid, it's something we, we talk about a lot here. Tracy is called, we call the alternative choice close, which is basically like, um, you know, what works better for you mornings or afternoons afternoons. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I have some time available late afternoon on Thursday, right? So you, you give, you give the client the, the, the choice originally, but then you retain 95% of the control. I mean, I'm sure there's always an afternoon slot available within the next five or six days at some point for you. Right. But, um, you, you know, invariably, like you said, if you offer them the wide open range, they're going to pick the one time that you're supposed to be at softball practice or gymnastics or a piano recital. Right. I mean, that's what, that's what's going to happen. So, okay. So that's a non-negotiable. Tracy must have control of her schedule. Tracy must stay on top of planning her schedule. The second her obligations become available to her. So beyond those two things, because those are simple and powerful. Um, my question next would be, um, because, what comes up, what comes up will come up, right? Like like surprises, challenges, things that you can't possibly foresee that require you to not be as present sometimes. How do you make mm-hmm. up how do you make up for those times? Because I know in this business we we all must, you know, give the give the squeaky wheel the grease every once in a while, right? <laughs> like, isn't that true? Like unexpected happens. Right. No matter matter how well planned you are. How do you how do you atone? Because I trust me, I find myself having to atone a lot. So how do you atone or make up for the times where you can't be as present as you'd like? Well, I will say it doesn't happen very often as far as well, let me rephrase that. Um, And you can probably relate to this. It happens more so when I'm at home and, you know, someone calls me and says, you know, that house we saw earlier today, I want to make an offer right now. And it happens more so when I'm in the house that I'm, I feel like the guilt hits me more so than, um, than missing things, you know, activities and things like that. It's being present while we're here, not 
you know, like you know how it is where you're no, you're on the I phone. Do. For example, last night, um, my six year old and you know, all of my kids have electronics and we're all really bad about spending too much time on them. Um, but last night my six year old said, Mommy, can me and you sit down and watch T V together and both put these away and she's holding up her phone and I said, Absolutely. So last night like eight thirty we both set our phones on the kitchen counter and we went into my room and we turned on the TV and we watched TV together. Um, but it, you know, they, they noticed and she's like, you know, yeah. can we watch something without your phone in your hand? And I'm like, yes. Well, um, and, and in fairness, Tracy, and I know you know this, I mean, your, your family's struggles are the same struggles of every, you know, red blooded American family out there, but it doesn't make it feel any better because, you know, I think I've told you the story about my four, then four year old walking over, while I'm sitting on the, the on, the, on the edge of the couch and <laughs> slapping the phone out of my hand. Um, yeah. You know, it, and it, those are humbling, humbling moments. Um, Definitely. It sounds like you're better, you're better at it than I am because I really do find myself having to atone for my lack of, you know, lack of balance. I try really hard. I'm like you. I mean, we... I schedule first. I I I am ferocious at controlling my schedule, um, and and mm-hmm. I I agree. I, you know, I, I don't know that I'd ever really thought about it so much, but I have. I'm okay making the appointment stuff for family. Right. Like I never have any challenge with that. <coughs> it's it's the it's the one offs. It's the one off yep. stuff at home that I can't that I can't uh, I can't always seem to find perfection at being present for. Yeah, and I will admit that's something that even, I mean, I still need to work on that. Um, You know, maybe it's just so hard when you, like, when you are so used to responding to someone immediately when they text you a question or answering emails immediately. I need to myself realize that it's okay if it's, you know, if you put it off for an hour or two, you don't have to be so on it all the time. And I think that my clients, for the most part, they would they would understand. It's me wanting to be so, you know, quick and available at all times. Um, so that's that's something I still need to work on myself. So I'm not perfect in that area by any means. Well, Tracy, let me ask you a question from maybe a, a slightly different angle, a different perspective. I think for a lot of people that are listening to this, and like Jay said, there's a ton of people that are going to very easily be able to relate to this same struggle. Uh, you know, one of the things that they come back to is, you know, it, it doesn't make them feel terrible when they have to make these sacrifices because that's what it takes to get to a marginal level of success. But, you know, in your case, we're not talking about a marginal level of success where you're experiencing is is like far and above what the average agent is able to do, especially in your amount of time. So where where do you find the drive and the motivation to not just do what's enough, you know, to pay the bills, to feed the family and keep everybody comfortable and go above and beyond and do even more? Like where, where does that inspiration come from? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is I feel like most of my business comes from referrals and people reach out to me and I feel like they just, they know that I took care of so-and-so and they speak very highly of me and they have a very high expectation of what I can do for them. And seeing and hearing, like I get text messages from people just really thanking me so much for the time and attention that I put into them. Uh, parents thanking me for their kids and that, I know it may sound cheesy, but that really keeps me going and motivated and it's 
it's more so that the money is great. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to put money away and hopefully not work the rest of my life or, you know, stop doing this sooner than, you know, maybe in my fifties, who knows, but, um, it's really the relationships and how much people appreciate what I do. I think if I did all of this and I didn't feel appreciated, I don't know that I would, I would be as successful or motivated to keep going and take on all the business that I do. If that makes sense. No, it absolutely does. Did I, I get away from the question? <laughs> no, no, that's exactly, that's exactly what I was that, asking. That's exactly it. Uh, the, so, you know, it's, it's well known, Tracy, you know, my dad's in the business. It's well known on this podcast that I, it's well known on this podcast that I say a lot of things that my dad said. Um, but he told me, he told me growing up in this business that when you take care of people, the money takes care of itself. And, and, you know, I think, I think you absolutely embody that. Here's a question for you. Do you think that, as Gabe asked you about your motivation, do you think that it comes from maybe even, you know, you know, a fear, but maybe even a healthy fear of letting people down? Absolutely. So that is, yeah. But, but not, not, not in a way that we may think about it, not in a way that like I may take on too much and not be able to provide the proper amount of service, but more in a way of, I'm afraid to let people down by telling them, no, they're not worthy of my service or my time. Yes, that is, um, that is a big part of why I have not created a team or gotten a buyer's agent because I feel like when people are, and I, and I know that this is, this is a common thing for a lot of high producing agents. Um, I feel like when they come to me, they want me. They, they don't want to be passed off to, you know, so-and-so who's the newer agent in the business and is, you know, taking my buyer lead. Um, I don't, you're exactly right. It doesn't matter if it's someone who was referred to me buying a hundred thousand dollar house. I still feel like, you know, they wanted me for a reason. They, they want my help. They follow me on Facebook. They've seen what I do for everybody else. I don't ever want to make them feel like they're not worthy of my time. Okay. So, so here's, here's, here's where you and I depart a little bit. Okay. And I think, you know, you know that because we've had this conversation offline and I'm glad that that we're going here. Um, because I think you realize that it's not all, it's not all one way either. Like, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. obviously for team building and you've decided or made the choices that that's not for you at at this moment in your career. Right now. Yeah. I think, I think that the the thing is, is we kind of need to come back to that fear, right? Like the same fear that you have for letting people down is the fear that you feel you may not be able to allow someone into your world that will provide the same level of service that your clients have grown accustomed to receiving. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I could guarantee you that the person you hire would be as good as you, would you still have that fear? And I've got my magic wand. I've got so. my magic wand out now. I think it would be it would definitely be um in a an adjustment. I think that I could get over it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but that's a big if. That's a big if yeah. if they could be as good because Tracy, look, there's not that many people I'm not patting you on the back. I mean, though you deserve it, 
there's not that many people as good as you. There's not, not that many people have been able to achieve what you've achieved. So it's a big, big if, right? But if it were possible, then Tracy could impact twice as many lives. And maybe, and maybe not experience the stress that she experiences on a day-to-day basis anyway, right? You yes. didn't know you were going to be put on the spot, did Dude, you? Dude, like, all right, I'm, I'm off no, it. You're I off my couch. You're off my know. couch. <laughs> Dr. Phil moment here. <laughs> Dr. Phil. No, okay, so, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot here. I, 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 think, I think that I, I have a ton, of, especially coming off of some of our recent episodes and the vast gap between the kind of service that somebody like Tracy provides and the average level of service that our industry provides, it's really refreshing um, to have this conversation today, Tracy, because I know in my bones that your clients are well taken care of. And I know that there is a lot of people out there going through the buying or selling process right now that just aren't. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so so this, is, this is very timely. And I know you and I kind of fall, you know, in relatively similar places on that issue. But um, here's, mm-hmm. here, here's a question. I'm going to pivot a little bit for you. What do you say to the agents out there um, that see you? And you're, you're pretty visible. You're, you're out there at least, you know, definitely in our market, and you're certainly a leader within your company and within our board of realtors. And uh, people know you to have a very good business. And I know you're certainly sought after by brokerages, and you, you have to beat, beat, beat away the recruiters with a stick, right? What do you mm-hmm. say to the agents out there, maybe even um, – the the younger female agents that have the pressures, maybe unduly or unfair pressures, of this oppositional force, right, of being a, a young mother, um, you know, a, a family caregiver, a provider, a professional, right, that they look at you and they say, this, this, this girl has got it all figured out. What do you say mm-hmm. to them? Um, and what's some advice that helps them get to where you are from where they may find themselves now? Well, I will say when I first, I can remember the first year I got into the business and being, I'll just tell you how I felt when I first started. Um, I was obviously extremely new, never sold a house before. Um, I got, uh, and I hope this doesn't come out the wrong way. Um, I feel like in the beginning, I really had to prove myself being a young female in this business. I almost felt like oftentimes, um, in certain cross sales, I was not really talked down on, but not respected. Um, so for anyone, I would say for new agents or agents that, that just maybe feel like that. How do I, how do I phrase this? Um, stand strong in, you don't have to know everything. I didn't know a thing. I want to, I guess, fake it till you make it, but just be confident in your abilities to make things happen. Just because you're, you're new or you're a mom. I mean, look at me. I'm a mom. I left Humana making 40 grand a year in 2013 just trying to replace my salary there and look what happened. Um, But the thing is you have to have the right mindset because so many people get into this business 
even friends of mine, you know, people that I know say, oh, I want to get into it. I want to get into it. You know, what do I do? They feel like it's, they think it's going to be this glamorous job. You know, you're going to go and, and open doors and look in these beautiful homes. And then you're just going to go home and go to bed at night. Um, it is so hard. It is by far and away the hardest job I've ever had in my life. Um, if you do it the right way, it's, it's not easy, but don't give up. You have to go get it. You have to, there's what about 4,000 realtors in this town. True. I mean, be different. What can you do different to make them choose you over someone else? Yeah. I feel like I'm going off on a tangent. No, no, no. But. There's there's 4,000 realtors and about <laughs> 400 listings. So, um, no, yeah. no, you, no. That, that that's that's perfect, Tracy. So, I, I remember, you know, those times. I don't get it much anymore, but you know, maybe even from time to time, still, you know, being a young agent and having someone, you know, handle you like, like, like they're manipulating you in the transaction, and you know, now you know, eight, nine years later, shoes on the other foot sometimes where, you know, our business is vastly stronger than some of the agents that felt they could take advantage back then. You know, I I see that part for sure. Um, You know, and, and I do think that it's probably, and it's probably better today than it was then, but, you know, we're in a Midwestern to Southern traditional conservative kind of locale, right? Like geography wise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do think that that women probably experience some additional challenge, some additional uphill battle. Um, I also know there's a lot of really credible female agents like that just knock down, drag out, will just use and abuse you if you're not careful. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. they are formidable opponents, right, in a negotiation. And I love it. I love seeing young female agents like yourselves, like yourself you know, assume that role and, and represent their clients for, with ferocity. Right. So I guess, right. I guess, I guess what, what I really would like to hear, and I think our listeners should hear from you is, is those, those young female agents that are urged by someone explicitly or just you know, the, the challenges present in the market, um, not to pursue everything they Mm -hmm. could, they could be, you're, you're, you say to them, forget what everybody else says. Like you can have your cake, you can have your cake and eat it too, right? You can. And the funny thing is like, there's been so many times throughout my kids somehow I mean, they they realize how successful mommy is and how hard mommy works. And they they have said many times, like, you know, work, work at school. Like, they, they write things in there. I want to grow up and be just like my mommy and be a realtor. And they're, they're proud of me. And that means the world. Like, they know that I work so hard. And they obviously benefit from that. You know, we get to do really nice things. And but they're really proud of me. And, you know, when I got the agent of the year award with Red Edge this year, like they were, when the award came in the mail, they were just as excited to open it up as I was. So, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see your kids be proud of you and know how hard you work. So don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do it or you won't succeed because that is so far 
from the truth. It isn't funny. Is it? Isn't there? Isn't there infinitely many ways to be successful in this business? Infinitely many ways to define success. Like, well, yeah, because what you've done is define it for yourself, right? Exactly. But the next agent, I mean, I have a cousin of mine who's in this business. She's in, you know, same company as me. Her, she has no, no intentions or ever wants to be as busy as me. Her goals are completely different than mine. So what is, what means success for me doesn't mean it's the same for the next person. It It's the number of sales that you have doesn't, doesn't, um, how do I, how do I want to say it? Doesn't. It doesn't define you. Put, yes. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't yeah, define it, you. I mean, the truth is you, you define yourself and you know, G- Gabe and I have spent a lot of time talking about millennials on this podcast. We, we know millennials are, are all about definitions, right? <laughs> um, definitions <laughs> and labels. Um, <laughs> Tracy, Tracy chuckles because she, she like me is we are we, are, are you a self-identified millennial or are you out? I'm out. No. You're out. <laughs> okay. You're no. Tracy. If, are you a year I, older I, than me? Are you one year older than me? I don't. I'm 37. Okay. I'm 36. So you are one year older than me. I am on the border, Gabe. Like I'm in the also ran. Like like when you look at the statistics, it's like if you include 1981 and 82, like I'm, <laughs> I'm 81, right? So you're 80, right? Yes. So so you might solidly be out. But we we have some millennial characteristics. I'll just be honest, but. Um, I'm with you. Like, like you don't get to label me. I label myself. And that's one thing, Tracy, that I've always, um, respected about you is, you know, against the grain, like, look, all your production, you know, all, all your, um, you know, challenge to doing this kind of production just by yourself, you've resisted and you've done it your own way, regardless of how, how many times a loud mouth like myself tells you that you should, hire more help. Right. Um, right. You've done it, you've done it your way and it works and you do it positively. So I really appreciate the time that you spent with us today, Tracy. I think it's extremely valuable for our listeners to hear, um, someone that can define what success looks like, cannot sacrifice the things that are important to them. That is still fallible and flawed because no one's perfect. Right. But Um, but does it with a smile on their face and with a good attitude. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We really appreciate it. And I think, again, it's just invaluable for our listeners to hear somebody like you. Thank you. It was good to be on it. Can't wait to hear it back. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll have you back soon. Um, Maybe you'll do 200 transactions next year without any help. And then we'll get to marvel at at how that's (laughs) even possible. Um, Um, I don't know about all that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Tracy, thanks so much. We appreciate it. We'll be right back, folks, uh, with a few parting shots from Gabe and I. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun, as it always is. What do you? I mean, did you learn anything new, or is this all stuff that you'd heard before from her? I mean, I pretty much know the ins and outs of Tracy's business. She and I, like I said, we're good friends. Um, you know, she Tr- Tracy's just a special person because she's so on the surface with everything, extremely transparent. You know, um, there's not a secret in that playbook. Like it's just like show up every day, grind, do what you do be authentic, be real, you know, make, we, we talked about leaving a lasting impression on folks and, you know, building rapport. It's just like instantaneous. It oozes out of her. Um, you know, but, but what I really liked to hear is 
the confidence, right? The confidence that has been developed um, from being somewhat contrarian, right? Doing the things that people might have told you or at least suggested that you couldn't accomplish. Mm -hmm. And just the like kind of thumb in the nose at like those who said you couldn't. And not, I know you never told her she couldn't, but I mean, Include yourself and someone that told oh, her that absolutely. she needed to team up and she well, needed to hire help. And No, absolutely. And I, I mean, I'm still of that opinion. I still think balance can be achieved. I still think that there are pivots to be made. And if you notice, she said not yet. Sure, not yet. Yeah. Yet. You did okay. also f- box her into a corner. I boxed, but. well, but not on, not on that one. No, I boxed her in a little bit, but she knows it and she's used to it. She knows, and that's why, that's why, that's why our friendship is so good because we don't have to pull punches, Yeah. right? I don't have to pretend I don't think what I think. Right, I don't have to pretend. Um, and Tracy doesn't. I mean, she she doesn't. It doesn't bother her. She wants the the perspective, and she gives me a lot of perspective. Frankly, like makes me think. You know, what can we do differently? Yeah, what can absolutely. we do differently? Because I mean, just just to see that it's possible to do a hundred and eleven transactions by yourself, right? For twenty two million, you know, in a single year off 100% referral business. Do you know what our overhead looks like? Like, I wish you folks could see Wonder the, how much the goose egg I'm holding up. How much she's spending on leads. <laughs> I mean, it's like nothing. Right. Like face, face, some Facebook ads. But, you know, honestly, the only reason she does that is because Facebook has made it harder for her things, her, her content to be seen. Sure, sure. And it's just exposure. There's no capture. There's no registration. There's none of that on her stuff. It's just like literally, hey, this is the girl I was telling you about, Jim. Yeah. You need to call her. Then it's like Facebook message. How can I help? Like, and 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 that's really powerful. Yeah. Like really, really powerful. And so, um, it's always good when I get to spend a little more time with Tracy. And but like I said, that that ferocity, that confidence, that you know, thing that's been developed. A little bit of a chip. I don't. I, did you read the chip on the shoulder? I don't a know. Bit? Tracy's a very positive person, but let me tell you something. There's a chip there. There's a chip that someone told her she couldn't do it. Yeah. And she wanted to stick it to him. Yeah, it sounds like she did. <laughs> and, and she has and continues to. And, you know, um, it, it's really, I'm really excited to see what she achieves over the next, you know, decade in this business. Well, for all of our listeners, you know, like we said, Tracy's a good friend of ours. If you have questions for her or you want to learn a little bit more about some of the details of how she came from being a brand new agent only a few years ago to where she is now, reach out to us. You know, come and find us on our website at www.resourcepodcast.net or reach out to us on social, uh, and we'll make sure that we can get you in touch because Tracy's the kind of person who's definitely willing to share. She's yeah. going to be willing to answer your questions and talk to you a little bit about how she got to where she is. Uh, and she's someone that I think we're definitely going to be hearing from again in the future. So yeah, absolutely agree. Yep. So everybody, thanks again. We're going to be back soon with another episode of Resource. But for now, take care. Thanks. Thanks.